Hi, this is Larry Caddy, the voice of Lionel from Thundercats. You're listening to Alan Price and Chris Vint on Operation Retroshock. Thunder, 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 Thundercats. Ho! Blow the dust off your old games. Ready your light gun and press start on your controller as your hosts Alan Price and Chris Vint load up and deploy Operation Retroshock. everybody and welcome to episode 9 of Operation... Masters of the Universe Chronicles. Well, it's actually on episode... Oh, it's on episode 14 or something. What was that for? Oh, sorry, we record. I didn't know we were recording. You I am here, by the way. You didn't give me 3, 2, 1 and stuff like that. That doesn't mean... There's another person in the room you should know fine rightly. It's not Chronicles. It's terrible. But yes, everybody, welcome to episode 9 of Operation Retroshock. I am Alan Price, and the individual to my right is an ignoramus, and is called Chris Vint. <laughs> there we go, Chris. Have a wee smile on your face there. Yes, I will. Well, I, I'm an ignoramus, so no matter what I say, I'll probably be... Well, everybody at the stage uh, already knows that anyway, so they, they know you're very rude to me. But hey, that is just my life, and I have to deal with it as I burst into song. Yes, you do. Okay, don't I don't understand why, but sure. Shall we let them know what? No, I don't. No, they're beyond. They're beneath me to tell them what's actually on this month's show, or this week's show, even or this fortnight show. <laughs> what show? <laughs> We've been a wee bit mixed up, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, the past few episodes have. Uh, so Alan's fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> I never said it was. <laughs> it's not my fault. Past few episodes, we had we put them out in such a way because I wanted to have a birthday show in the same week as. Yeah. My birthday, yeah. and that resulted in, as you have all heard, the Larry Kenny interview, which was astounding, and I love it so still to this very I moment. I do love it so. I do love it so. Um, and then it was followed by two weeks of Chronicles, but we're now back to the current format, where it's going to be every other Sunday. Is it? I hope. <laughs> this is, I hope. This is a way to... All right, so I'm an ignoramus, but you don't brief your broadcast partner in this. Do you think they have this kind of... Um, I don't know what way to... But I bet you there's no dissension in the ranks at uh, popculturenetwork.com with it figures in that new toy smell. So I bet you they're all brief now. Must have missed a memo on that. <laughs> but uh, we'll be going back to the uh, every other Sunday rule, hopefully. Incredible. As long as I can get stuff sorted out. Thank goodness for that. But uh, we shall now let you know what is going to be on this show. <laughs> You see, you were going to say this week, or this fortnight, or this month. That's why you went, this show! <laughs> That's why you did that. Damn, but latch on to everything, doesn't yes. he? But uh, our first uh, matter to attend to... Oh, why do you do that? Why do you go matter? Matter. To attend to... It's mind over matter. I don't mind, and you don't matter. And it's one, sadly, that I'm not looking forward to, because I know what the end result is going to be. Death! <laughs> By uh, Proton Cannon! <laughs> the first game 
we're going to talk about, and then no doubt get my rear end handed to me in, yeah. is Marvel vs. Capcom. That was out on the Dreamcast and the PlayStation 2, and those were both ports from the arcade. Yes. I never played the arcade. Never played the arcade. We don't have many arcades over here. It's sad. It is sad. But this is another one of your sort of uh, favourite ones. Yeah, it's a bit different from Animal Crossing and all, honestly. It is a bit of an extreme compared to Animal Crossing, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, our second game on today's uh, show is Star Fox for the Super Nintendo Entertainment. Sorry, Star Fox in America, Star Wing over here. Yes, get it correct. Copyright reasons. <laughs> Copyright reasons. But I like to refer to it as Star Fox. The same way as Top Cat, the cartoon was named Top Cat in America, but Boss Cat here because Top Cat was cat food. Alright, fair enough. There you go. There we go, I never knew that in my life. Yeah, yeah, no, you'll sleep better. I know I will, thank you for that. So, Star Fox, our third one is going to be... Star Wing. (laughs) (laughs) It is Banjo-Kazooie on the Nintendo 64. Lovely stuff. And Xbox 360 Marketplace. Exactly, exactly. And finally, Chris's ultimate favourite franchise of all time, I would say. Do you have a cover Pokemon of or not? No, it's mine. Oh. Get off my flipping favourites. Masters stuff. of the Universe has. Oh, I did have a game. Yeah, that's what we're covering. I've seen to mine. We're covering Masters <laughs> of the Universe. Uh, the final game on today's show is. Super Star Wars for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, yeah, snazzy tastic. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we shall go to the break. We shall come back and we shall speak about uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. And <laughs> I shall get myself ready for one hell of a beating. Well, we may do that at the end, or should we do that after we finish the discussion? We'll do it after the discussion. I want to get my beating out of the way. <laughs> okay. See you after the break, <laughs> <Super> everybody. <worse. laughs> Capcom presents. Marvel versus Capcom. And welcome back from the the break. break. (sighs) Said in stereo, stereo, stereo. I am not impressed. (laughs) I was impressed with the syncing up there. I (laughs) sync better than I mime and sync better than Britney does. Oh dear. Anywho, I do not care about the Britney one. She is over the hill. I always knew you were a Justin Timberlake fan. Absolutely, Justin Rothersnake. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. The badger's behind. <laughs> okay, okay, Marvel vs. Capcom for the Dreamcast and PlayStation 2. Yep. You love it, yes? I do love it, too. That's good, then. We shall, <laughs> <laughs> we shall crack on with the questions. 
And you see, every time I go to say crack on in my interviews, it always sounds like I say quack on. Crack on. Crack on. How now, brown cow? The skeleton was denied a bank loan. <laughs> okay, okay. First question. <laughs> of the segment. Of the segment, oh, man. Oh, oh. I have to get that in, man. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom was released on the Dreamcast, first of all. It was one of the very last games released in the 90s. I think it was November 23rd, 99. Um, was it Wikipedia. one... What was that? Someone has been reading Wikipedia. I was reading up, yes. Um, was it one of the decade's best fighting games? Obviously, there was some stiff competition. <coughs> Excuse me. Just as I finish the question, he decides to go into a coughing fit, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, not. I didn't go into a coughing. Just make that coughing. clear. Yeah. Without twilight. Coughing. Nothing. Poison! <laughs> um, Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, as much as I love this game... Um, I always preferred Soul Calibur 2 on the Dreamcast, but then obviously you had the likes of Street Fighter, um, that kind of thing, but obviously you have the Street Fighter aspect in this, and obviously it's one of the ones, um, some people go like, no, I don't understand what's going on, that's the whole point is why I like it, because either you know what you're doing, or you're fluking it, or it's just complete mayhem and madness which is just great rather than just having a fighting game and then somebody doing an uppercut and then a fireball an uppercut and a fireball an uppercut yeah. and a fireball or that whatever but um, it would if you were to say to me name my top 10 or top 5 fighting games it would be in there but you would always have the like Soul Calibur and Tekken as well you would definitely have in there too gotta love the Tekken as well hmm. um, what was your first experience playing Marvel vs. Capcom it was on the Dreamcast. I still have the first one. And the second one... I can't remember if the second one was released over here or not. But I have a Japanese copy of the second one. That's the thing you always tend to find. Is you always tend to find the uh, Japanese copies and get them here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I have some crazy Japanese stuff like Chocobo Racing and all that kind of stuff. And what's the other one? Like some Mega Man game for the Sega, Sega Saturn. Um, but that was my first experience with playing. Um... I think it was just a case of, oh, you know, I like Street Fighter. I will profess that I am not the best Street Fighter player in the world <laughs> ever. Um, and I just looked at it and thought, oh, that looks quite neat. I'll play that. And yeah. I was just really, really taken with it. But the thing with the VMU was that, um, obviously, the Dreamcast was the first console you could go on the internet with. So yeah. you had the Dream Key, so you could go online. So the likes of uh, Cheap Plugged, a couple of uh, websites um, game FAQs or gamewinners.com sometimes they would have downloads right. <laughs> but because we're European I always had to make sure that it was the European one yeah. not the likes of the American one or whatever um, but I was trying to do that to get other characters because yeah. trying to play through it as you do in like Tekken or Street Fighter you have to play through it with certain yeah, characters true, yeah. to un unlock other characters um, so I kind of cheated and it was the same with the second one because Obviously, on the Xbox version, you get all the characters. Yeah. Whereas you have to, you know, you have a lot of um, empty spaces, and I know fine rightly that's going to be the case with uh, the third one whenever it comes out. And you'll have to put the effort in because you couldn't cheat as easy this time. I don't know. Cheater, cheater. Impulsive eater. <laughs> um, my first experience with Marvel vs. Capcom was actually here. <laughs> funny enough 
playing it. I'd never played it before the stuff that was on the likes of the marketplace. Um, but it was an interest, and I had heard of it before, and I'd always been interested in playing it because, again, you'd mentioned the whole Street Fighter aspect of I played tons of the Street Fighter games when I was younger, and uh, the whole idea of being able to see the likes of Ryu face off against Marvel characters and that sort of stuff was really appealing because yeah. it was a whole new dynamic because we've seen it again in the Marvel 3 trailers just yeah, what, but what you on. did have on the I think it was the Playstation 1 you did have X-Men versus Street Fighter yes that was but a this prequel. was the first time you had Capcom you know Marvel versus Capcom so we have all the Capcom characters and all the Marvel characters mm. and there's that one that's out for the Wii which I'll not even begin to pronounce, <laughs> Try to pronounce yeah. but you know it starts with the letter T yes and Just it something. has yeah it has like um Guys from Battle of the Planets and a couple other things that I have no idea who they are, but I've heard good reviews about that. Radio. Uh, the game had two distinguishable features. I nearly was able to say that with a bit of stammer. Distinguishable. <laughs> distinguishable features. Yes. The first being the ability to summon an assist from a fellow character, mm-hmm. and the second, the duo team attack. Dual team attack. Which did you enjoy more? Well, you can have the trio team attack. Mm-hmm. So you can have three on the. Well, I know in the second one you can have the three. I can't really remember in the first one if you can. I think or it not. was a dual one in the first one. Okay. Well, obviously, whenever you're playing it, if you hit a button, right? Say you pick Rai and Wolverine, and say Spider-Man. Yes. And Rai's fighting somebody, and you press a button, and then Wolverine comes in and does something for like about. A second or two and then goes away yeah whereas if you have enough power up and you hit the right uh, sequence of buttons then all hell um, breaks loose <laughs> yeah like Ryu will go with his um, Hadouken and then Wolverine can maybe come in with his claws and yeah. start doing that but um, I always like that aspect because you know you know what the Hadouken does but you've never seen this and then that done as well mm-hmm. um, but it's nice to see different pairings and see who, who does what and that, that kind of thing, but um, yeah, I would probably say the geo attack would be better than just the assist for like a second or two and then they run away again. Plus, it's nice to tag in and out because, like, if you're if you have a lot of red uh, on your energy bar, which obviously your health's going down, you tag out and then their health replenishes it, yeah, and then you come back in again. Um, so yeah, it's that's probably one um, aspect that was good too. Good stuff. Um, we just mentioned a wee minute ago the whole uh, that you had the prequel style thing when it was just the Marvel characters like the X Men versus the Street Fighter. <coughs> yeah. But uh, we've touched on slightly. Uh, obviously, there was the new characters came in this, likes of Mega Man, mm. which is a fond favourite of a good friend of ours on pop culture, Mr. Pixel Dan. Oh, good friend. Oh, <laughs> <fair> <laughs> um, was it a smart move for them to diversify and branch out? It was, yeah. I mean, you had the likes of Jill Valentine in it, and obviously from the new one, you can see that they have Chris Redfield from Resident Evil Five, now Dante from Devil May Cry. It's pretty sweet, which like. looks good. <clears throat> Mega Man, fair enough. But then there's one of those like little bot thing. I can't even remember what they're called, but you know the ones I mean. That's really, really tiny. Yes. So it's kind of like if you have a jaw. Imagine a Bond fighting game where you have Jaws fighting all Jaws. <laughs> it's a bit mixed up, you know, and it's a real pain in the backside to try and 
hit them. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously now they're looking at more into their catalogue and they're going, right, we can put that person in, we can put that person in. Obviously there may be other surprises in there. Um, no doubt there will be. For example, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a character from Lost Planet in it. Yeah. You know, something like that and his finished moves like with a big gun thing or something to do with ice or something like that. I would, wouldn't be surprised if that was going to be the case, to be honest. Sweet. Um, as was said, it was released in the Dreamcast later on the PS2. It has been described as being one of the best ports from an arcade to a console. Do you think this is what's made it more enjoyable because it has an arcadey feel to it? Yeah, but pretty much if you were to put any any Street Fighter into an arcade and then put it on your on your console, <laughs> it's going to look like it's no different whatsoever. Um, you'll remember that whenever um, before Tekken 6 I believe was yes. coming out um, myself and a friend of ours were playing it yes, and we didn't, we didn't get the we actually preferred the console version yes, of it than yes. the, that there um, obviously with you having a arcade you have the joystick and on an Xbox, you have like the little analog stick, which yes. is entirely different because it's really hard. I can never get the grips with it. Yeah. Um, but obviously, as I said, whenever you're bringing that from the arcade onto your home, you need it to be, you need it to be as fresh, you need it to be as fast, and everything. Yes. Um, whereas if you have the likes of say the Star Wars um, arcade game. The recent one that has the joystick. Yes, yes. If you were to bring that and port that on a console, then that would be fantastic. But because of the amount of graphics and because of the amount of... Obviously, you have a big cabinet, so you have a lot more um, yeah. processors and circuit boards and all that gefuffle, you know, <laughs> for it to make it look as pretty as it does and make it feel um, like a true experience because you're sitting there and you have the music blaring out from you. <laughs> you have people standing around watching you, so it's that kind of feel, but... Yeah, I mean, if you have it in an arcade and you were to put it in the home console, or if you say to people, oh, I was in the arcade, was it? It just looks as good now as it did all those years ago. Yep, definitely. Now, difficult question or not a difficult question? Your favourite Marvel character to play as? Iron Man. Iron Man, okay. Favourite Capcom character? <laughs> a wee bit harder. Um... Probably Ryu, I would say. Ryu, fair enough. For me, uh, I'm a fan of Gambit. I know we can be a bit of a temperamental, <laughs> so he can. Um, kind of probably never the best character for me to use, considering I'm a bit lousy at it. <laughs> but I'm just a fan of the Gambit character. Plus, there was the whole thing in the first one, there was War Machine. Yeah. So, there was, so that's kind of, again, I'm an Iron Man fan, so occasionally he would be up there as well. But uh, then, probably on the Capcom side, I would probably go for the likes of uh, Zangief. Oof. Because he's the big wrestler man. Mm. Slow. <laughs> yes, well, there's slow, but... Bro. Big in the power department. <laughs> okay. That's enough of that. <laughs> um, what's your favourite team, favourite combo? You see, I always pick Iron Man and Rai, and then it's always a toss-up between three. It's either Captain America, Wolverine, or Spider-Man. Right. Um, as I said, I've got those two. <coughs> those two are pretty the main stable. 
so it's like the four horsemen it's like the Ric Flair and the Arn Anderson and then the other two you know like wh- whether it's Dean Malenko or whether it's Barry Windham or whether it's you know like, <laughs> um, Lex Luger you know it just keeps rotating <clears throat> but I would probably go for I'd probably go for Spider Man America Captain Spider Man <laughs> America Captain yeah I don't know <clears throat> it'd probably be either Spider Man or Captain America sort of I'll go you can't decide. Don't no, I don't. I honestly don't know. I won't hold you to it. Don't <coughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's rare for a video game to fit into uh, comic continuity, but Marvel actually made it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, does this make it seem not in a sense real, but more f- that to have a much more meaning as a game? Well, yeah, because <coughs> you need to have the characters looking like the characters that they do in the comic book. There's no. <coughs> Easy there. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um, there's no point in you having a Captain America in if he's not going to have a shield. There's no point in you having Spider-Man in if you don't have the web kind of stuff going on. You know, you need to make sure that the characters you have there are like the characters you have in the comic books. Yes. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same way as if, um, say, you were to have Superman or something in it. That is And, <laughs> um, you know, like you have... Bizarro in it then, or Bizarro, or whatever he's called, or you have Lex Luger. Lex Luger. That's me saying Lex Luger. Yep. Lex Luger is <laughs> Lex Luger. Lex just going. Awesome. Him and his Lex Express, you know, run, trying to run down Superman. <laughs> um, Lex, Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that kind of thing. But yeah, it's. You need to say true to what your bread and butter is. Um, you know, as I said, there's no point having Iron Man in a different costume. Obviously, you know him in the red. So if you have him in, obviously you can pick different costumes, but you have him in blue, then people aren't going to know who that is. Aye, you potentially think, who is that? Is he somebody else? Yeah, So I think it's a different character that's similar costume. Yeah. But anyway, um, thoughts on the final boss, Onslaught. Um, he was created from the consciousness of Professor Charles Xavier. <laughs> What's your name? Wheels? <laughs> and Magneto. Yeah, I don't think I got that far. You didn't get that far. No. Have you played that game? I, I'm just, just, I'm in shock because you're such a big fan of the games. Yeah. But I haven't really. You have all people to reach it. Yeah, I, ca- I can't honestly say that either. A, I got that far and I forget the end boss, or B, I never got that far. It's one or the other. So either way, I think the end <laughs> boss is pretty forgettable because. If I got that far, I would have remembered it. That's a bit disappointing, ladies and gentlemen. I was expecting far more from him. Yeah, it's an awesome boss. Best fight ever. <laughs> there we go. That's more like it, anyway. Better than uh, Bison. <laughs> uh, finally, uh, why do we think this game has managed to last so long and has obviously had so many reincarnations? We're having the third one coming up. And then it has been re-released on the 360 Marketplace. Because of the fan, because of the fact that um, if you're not a comic book lover, you may yeah. be a video game lover, or you may have somebody who say like Pixel Land. I don't know if Rob Base, like Rob Base, is a big comic book. Yes. Obviously, he does Combination TV. Check it out on Um 
but you have that person so even if they're not well adversed at the Street Fighter and the mm. Capcom characters they'll go oh I want to pick Captain America I want to pick Iron Man and I want to pick Spider-Man yeah. or oh I know this guy because I'll tell you there's people on that I have no idea who they are <laughs> but it's only from watching like um, like uh, right I'll say that I don't read a lot of comic books I'm trying to read comic books now yeah, because I have an application on my iPhone which allows me to do that <laughs> yes. which Rob Bass actually did not know about so whether he, at the time of recording I was talking to his lovely wife Crystal and she put it on her iPhone or her iPod touch to show him so whether there's an upcoming review or something about that I don't know but I didn't know who uh, Colossus was yeah. from X-Men but it's only from watching the films Mm-hmm. That I know who he is, or watching the um, animated series, that I know who he is. And as I said, there's characters in that that are either from Capcom or from um, the Marvel universe that I have no idea who they oh, are. Oh yeah, definitely, because there's a lot of a lot of them will have their comic book roots, and then there's a lot of have Japanese roots. Yeah, which obviously a lot of Dang. that, <laughs> a lot of that, that's Cantonese. Do you not watch me? Well? Oh, yes, that's okay. That's better. Mr. <laughs> Spockaloo. But there's a lot of characters from Japan that never reach here because it happens in this. It happens in Smash Brothers Brawl, mm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there you go. So, uh, is it time for me to get beat? Well, I'm not going to say it's time for you to get beat because I don't want you. I don't want to <laughs> um, say yes and then. Um, you will um, beat me, perhaps. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Stranger things have happened. So, uh, with that, I shall say to you all that uh, it is uh, time for round two of Alan versus Chris. And uh, I hope you all will pray for me, ladies and gentlemen. Iron Man. Where is he? Uh, where's my thingy gone? <laughs> War Machine's down the bottom right hand side. There we go. Alright, here they go for. Oh, there's Iron Man as well. I'm trying to remember. No, that's Sentinel. That's not War Machine. <laughs> Press the wrong button. Oh, damn it. Done it again. Oh, that's okay. He'll do. Uh, I'll go Spider-Man. <clears throat> Missing my fucking doofer. Where's it gone? War Machine's up there. There. Beside Wolverine. Okay. And finally, who am I going to go for? That's no, 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 no. Well, Zangief's there if you want to pick him. <clears throat> Where about Sir? <coughs> I've lost him. Left. 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 Down. Down. There we go. There he Up. is. There he is. Don't pick the strange uh, Egyptian kind of guy. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a terrible So it's Iron Man. Right. And, and Spider Man. Oh my god. Move. Ah. <laughs> ah. So, random button bashing. No, no button bashing here. Whoa, what am I doing there? Oh no! I, ah. Spinning! Oh, Spider-Man and Iron Man have teamed up. Ah! Danger, danger, Will Robinson. What the heck is going on? I don't know what's going on right now. <sighs> A lot of tagging going on. To do you want to do what you're meant to be doing, Iron Man? Or? Nope. Where'd I go there? Hello. I think you died. Oh no! Sentinel's down! Tag out. That's the fella. Oh! oh. Ah! Come on, War Machine! I'm jumping up there. <laughs> Didn't know why. There. No! 
Ouch. War Machine died. War Machine's died. <laughs> Sugar. Ah, oh, Spider-Man, what are you at? Belly flop! Double hit! Whoa! Rago, I'm up there. Oh! <laughs> oh, ouchies. Come on, Zangief! Oh no, I'm down to my last man! <laughs> this isn't good, ladies and gents! It's me and Sentinel versus flipping Ryu, Spider-Man and Iron Man all at the same time. This isn't good. Ah! Oh, somebody's dead on my team. Oh! I took somebody down and now I'm dead. See you later. Oh, finished with the proton cannon from Iron Man. Pretty good showing by me. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame nobody else be able to see it. Just, he just hear about it. There we go. Well, that's that even, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with my showing. I didn't, Although... I didn't expect anything less of anybody, so I'll just have <laughs> to think up something to my advantage next time. Yeah, because you lose. So it's one Juan. Wang, James Wang Yang, Jimmy Wang Yang. I don't know. <sighs> right, are we done with Marvel vs. Capcom then? See, that sigh is of happiness and it's of great, great pleasure. And what's the next game we're covering? The next game we are covering is Star Fox on the SNES, and now he's going to do the whole trademark copyright thing. Okay, Incredible Hulk in Marvel vs. Capcom is green, and Slippy, who is the frog in Star Fox, <laughs> is green, hence there's our connection. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, another fantastic connection from Chris Vick. Hulk Smash! Alrighty then, see you after the break. Mr. Poopy Pants. Hi, my name is James Etook, and you're listening to Operation Retro Shock, which covers all things retro, much like Serial Geek magazine. Head over to SerialGeek.com to buy the glossy magazine dedicated to the cartoons of the 80s, like He-Man, She-Ra, Transformers, Thundercats, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, etc., etc. Everybody stay alert! Use the brake! Do a barrel roll! Don't fly too low! Your ship can't take it! Maybe it's an arm! Aim for the arm! Try hovering! Take care of the guy behind me, Fox! Follow your father's example, Fox! Shut it up! Just shut up! You're driving me crazy! Hey guys, I'm Rob Bass from Not Mitten Box, and you're with Chris Vint and Alan Price, and this is Operation Retroshock. Only on the Pop Culture Network. Hello and welcome back from Alan's beating. And uh, I'll pass it over to Alan because I, he wasn't expecting that. So I just thought I'd chime in with that. You got whooped! Cry now. Burn. In the corner. I am going to go cry. Nobody puts baby in the corner. It's a lot better. Put you in the corner, but not baby. It's a lot better showing than I'm used to. Mm, that's true. I actually defeated one of your characters for a change. Oh, that's a flick, though. I accidentally uh, no, pressed the wrong button. No, no, I'm not letting you away. Alright, so what are we talking about now? 
Star Fox slash. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, that's N64 version. Excuse me? I said Spit Super Spit Roll! Spit that again. <laughs> Star Fox Slash. Star Wing. For the Super Nintendo Entertainment SNES. Slash Super Famicom. Correct. <laughs> I don't know why I want com. Maybe com. it's like dot com. <laughs> I don't know why I want oh, I'm just doing that. Either. The legendary Star Fox. Chris. Yes. You, over there. <laughs> Hello. Hello, he's waving everybody. Wave back. Hello. <laughs> Wave everybody. Uh, Howdy ho! Okay then. So, how were we introduced to the Star Fox universe? Uh, a friend of mine said, Chris, this is Star Fox, Star Fox, this is Chris, and I shook its cartridge and then <laughs> went. <laughs> That's went so wrong. <laughs> I shook your cartridge. I think I. We had a place down the road, um that back in the day used to do imports and stuff um, that's where I got my um, dodgy dealings <laughs> no a game that we'll talk <laughs> about later on but uh, Star Wing was one that they had on import and they allowed you to play it for a bit um, I remember one of the games as well was like uh, Virtual Racing or something for the Mega Drive it was really expensive you know the one that had like a big ass cartridge I'm going to bleep that <laughs> I said ass I'm going to say ass again and just make you bleep Four bleeps for me <laughs> to. Oh dear, that's not. Um, but yeah, I was in that big cartridge. <laughs> um, He's just making my work more, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but that's how I was introduced to it, and then I bought it. By an ass. <laughs> 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 and then Billy Gunn came in going, I'm an ass man! Oh, the amount of bleep. <laughs> it's not fair! There's Billy Gunn, you have to beat Billy, Billy Gunn as well. <laughs> Planet Billy Gunn. Yeah, because he is an ass man. Oh, Chris! <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> I'm talking about it. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that. Yeah, so that's how I was introduced from Star Fox, Star Wing. I was introduced. How was you? How were you introduced to uh, Star Wing? Star Wing. Yeah. Um, I played it at a friend's house. <laughs> Hold on a minute here. Right. <laughs> so, let me get us straight. Oh, so, Star Wing. Yes. Donkey Kong. No. Wasn't, okay. Uh, Sonic Adventure. Yes. Marvel vs. Capcom. Yes. I could go on, but I can't remember. No. It's pretty much any other game we've covered, ever. That isn't portable. That isn't portable. That my first ever experience was with somebody else's house. But yes, I. Swear, that uh, guy must have different friend over to the friend of Goldeneye. All right. <laughs> you were you were what we were called at school as a user. Oh, like, hey John, how are you? You got stuff. I'm coming over to your house and playing that game. <laughs> but I don't like it. I don't care. I'm playing that game. I'm doing a podcast in the future, and I'll be talking like Chelsea Rhodes. I have to come play the game, <laughs> and then I'm going to do a podcast like ten years in the future, and it could be all right. It's yeah. gay. Uh, but yeah, I played it first at a friend's house, and then I bought it a week later because I had to have it because I wanted to play it like over and 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 over again. And you fell out with your friend. You couldn't go around his house anymore. How did you know? <laughs> his mama told me. Burn! Oh snap! <laughs> Here you are. <laughs> no, that wasn't the case. We didn't fall out at all. Uh, <laughs> we became lovers. Um, I don't know what to say to this, ladies and gentlemen, but no. Uh, 
<laughs> this this is just deteriorated. Something shocking. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say the last <laughs> fall night. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Yeah, that's enough. Anywho, yeah. uh, what do we think of the background to the story of the game? I don't know why I completely word that worded that wrong. <laughs> I are good grammar. Yeah, I are, are good grammar. Yeah. Uh, I, I speak good England. I, I speak good England. Yeah. Uh, right, I'll try that again. Lord Alfred Hayes here. What did we think of the story background to this game, Christopher? Such as Andros attacking Corneria and the use of Star Fox. As an elite mercenary group for hire. This is a very rare thing in a game of the time because it was very risque because uh, of the uh, current situations and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, it didn't happen now, but it's still a very risky thing to talk about because we could get taken off the air. It's kind of like a dog the bounty hunter in space is the best way to look at it because he's a mercenary. That could be true. Yeah, that could be true. <laughs> yeah, rather than being a freaking terrorist organization, you make a Star Fox or going to go and plant bombs on Andros's brain or something well, that's okay because he's a bad guy yeah okay. <laughs> um, but with a lot of games I'm not really that bothered on the story of it um, with the likes of say Zelda games you can't skip certain parts of it so you're forced to watch it but if I have the option at the start to skip the story skip. I will do that um, I don't know why, but I've always been Think that of the way. Hours and days that the developers had to put into just that wee intro, that wee starting feature for you. Three words for you, Alan. Me, no, care. And I paid money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I paid money. I don't want to sit down and hear a story, because then I'll just get like um, somebody going like, "Hello, in today's story, we did this and did that." I want to play the game. I buy a game, a video game to play. Not a video book, or a video story. Like Metal Gear? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of a wee bit of the opposite. I like to have a bit of a background story, especially if it's in a game I like. Boring. It is not boring, Chris. It is a very interesting story. How would you feel if Did you were Did your dad? friend uh, like the storyline as well whenever you're playing around at his house? I'm not even going to fight with him now. <laughs> um, but uh, with a response. I like the whole backstory in this. It isn't explained in this one, but it's explained in 64. The whole idea of Fox's dad was part of an original group that went and fought Andros. Like, and Chris is just pfft me because he doesn't care. So uh, I'm going to skip over that because he's going to get bored and the like. But I like a good story of the game, and... Uh, I like stories. I think it adds very much to Star Fox slash Wing... Slash Wing. Slash Wing. Uh, story, because then it's not just a group of mercenary people going and blowing stuff up. Okay. Yes, okay, okay. Although mercenaries for the Xbox would have been better if it was just Star Fox. And his group. Oh, that would have been a weird one, that. <laughs> I've been fun. <laughs> um, we had the ability to decide the difficulty of the game we were about to play, not in the usual fashion of just at the starting menu going beginner, intermediate, hard, hard. Er. <laughs> um, we did it by uh, taking a different planetary route. Route, right? Route, right? <laughs> planetary route. Um, Way. Okay. Um, did we like this? 
I'm, this, this is really annoying me, everybody, because this is one of my favourite games, and Chris is just going like, meh, just to everything it. I say. All I can think of, whenever you say the planetary route, or route, or whatever, planetary way, planetary direction, all I can think of is Outrun. Because the way that uh, you go on the left or the right, so you get to choose what way you go, and then yes. whenever you finish, it shows you what way you actually yeah. went. And that's all I can think of whenever you... You know, obviously you have their yes. picture, and you have the different places where you want to go, and what have you. Um, but it was certainly different, because it meant that if you played a level, and you went... You'd saved it before, and you went, like, that level's really tough. You could then go for another. You off, yeah. yeah. Whereas with the likes of, say... Whenever we're talking about um, Mario 3, and if we had problems, you know, like you had to use the cloud to get past, and if you didn't get past, then you would have to still do that level. So mm-hmm. it kind of gave you more options, but it meant that it opened the game up more because then if you went all the ones on the left hand, or, you know, all the ones that immediately just went up, yes. then whenever you went in the middle, you had different levels. I can't remember how many ways it went, whether it There's was three. There's three different kind of rights. Okay. So right, a- so then you have, you know, like you could do, obviously whenever you're a kid, you try to bleed out as much money with the games as you yes, can, yeah. humanly can. So then, say you love the game as you did, you yes. probably went, all the left way, and then you all went, the middle, all the right, all, all the middle, and then all the right, and then match it up. And then you go like, I really like that level, that one, you know, that one. Maybe, maybe made a wee note of going like, right, the first level, I like the middle one, and then the, the my next level, I like the top one. So then you can plan out your mm-hmm. favorite um, way of completing the game. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep, because I actually have the picture in front of me. Uh, you go left, which takes you to Sector X, Titania, and Sector Y, and then to Venom. But that's the thing with the different routes is, and Chris is just peering around at my computer now to try and <laughs> get a so look at the picture. Odd. It looks it looks bad for nowadays, like so it does. But uh, <laughs> by taking the different route, it meant a different kind of ending slightly. All right. Uh, kind of some, you know, there's slight variations. Where Mass Effect got their idea from? <laughs> yes, Mass Effect was inspired by Star Fox. Slash Wing. Slash Wing. Yes. Uh, Alan Price, true fact, right there, not a killing confirms. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, did we have a favourite level? And I know Chris is probably going to go meh. To be honest with you, uh, Corneria, the first level, because of a the music. A. I've got a terrible frog in my throat. He's never, he's never well. I mean, just, I think there's been one episode he's been well, and we've done. No, I'm fine. I've just got a frog in my throat. Um, Corneria, uh, yeah, Slippy, get out. Um, Corneria, um, because obviously it's your first introduction of what the game's going to be like, yeah. and the music hits you. Earth, yeah. most, most, uh, most Earth-like. Yeah. So the music means a great deal to you, though. Yes. Why? Because it was originally before this show even came into being it was going to be my own show's intro theme I'll press give it all the item. sounds better than that insert it here five four three two one go
from finding your princess in another castle to the skies over Corneria, maybe having to catch them all, or being in the dark depths of the jungle on Donkey Kong Island. Find out what's worth paying out for from the past and future in Price's Gaming Ultimatum with your host, Alan Price. <laughs> Let's go! It's me, Mario! This is Snake. Do you read me? I thought I was gone. I've taken a few hits, but I'm okay. Do a barrel roll. We're Starfox. All aircraft report. I'm fine. You okay over there, Fox? Okay, okay. Yeah, that was it. And that was the really that was the early days of podcasting. We did one show, I think, under that title, Beatles. which was Beatles Rock Band, yeah. and uh, it was really <laughs> weird compared to now. So it was because yeah, but it was weird because <clears throat> obviously we're doing this and we're within the same room. Whereas with that, it was on other end. Of yeah, Skype. so there yeah. was a lot of. Uh, uh, but, n- n- you know, yeah. he was going to speak sort of thing, <laughs> and then awkward silence. Yeah, just like that's uh, just from you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Corneria is no my favorite as well because of simply because of the music, and uh, I love it so. So, it is. but uh, I can't go far wrong as well with the asteroid fields are pretty fun as well. I'm trying to avoid all around them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, <laughs> many a time I've lost a wing in an asteroid level, sadly. So you were just a star then. <laughs> Uh, why, 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 Delilah? Uh, Tom Jones, everybody, just if you want to know that. <laughs> no, I think you'll find it was Alan Price. Yeah. Well, sang by Tom Jones, but let's just leave it that way, shall we? Okay. <laughs> um, what did we think of the styling and appearance of the R-Wing? For the X-Wing, to be honest. Aye, typical of him. Yeah. But this isn't Star Wars. We're getting to Star Wars later. This is my Star Fox <laughs> and Star Wing <laughs> slash Wing Sling. Uh, right, not to be um, rude, but you're talking about the one that you're in. Yes, your actual spaceship. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty nifty. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> your your vehicle that you use. <laughs> yeah, well, at the start, aren't they running along in some big hangar thing and then getting to the ship? Just saying, it, it doesn't go like it doesn't go. Fox McCloud, please report your R wing. Your R wing is double parked. Please report it and move it, <laughs> or it will be crushed. Yeah. But the R wing in this, I thought, was was a big step in the right direction for this because it was the first game on a Nintendo system to use 3D graphics, and so everybody wasn't used to seeing these polygons of weird sharp shapes, you know, mm-hmm. in the shape of what was a spaceship. Yeah. And it was just really influential at the time, and uh, so it used the Super FX chip, <laughs> which went on to be used in games like this of Yoshi's Island. Which yeah, what? Is another sweet game. Yeah, it is a very good game, and some a stunt racer FX, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. But the racers were very, if memory serves, from the packaging of it, it was very uh, cartoony looking. You know, like the it was very much like uh, Cars. It yes, was yes. that kind of way. So it was. That's the only way I can kind of describe it. But uh, the R wing, it was influential in this, but kind of plain. But again, it was very amazing to everybody because no, it was it's a ship. ship. It wasn't a plane. 
Plain and design, Chris. <laughs> you can't help but mess it up, everybody. I just... Ideas from playing crisps, if you want them. No, well, maybe later. Okay, it's playing sailing from here on in. I hope so. Anywho, <laughs> uh, what did we think of our team? First one being, of course, Fox McLeod. Fine bit of a crud name, to be honest. That's, that's, that's lovely summing up there, yeah. Chris. Uh, he was, in fact, a fox, and he was named Fox, so it's uh, quite logical. Yeah, but McLeod? Why? What, why not? Why don't we call him Foxy McBushy Tail or something? <laughs> <laughs> or Fox Brush. Uh, Long lost relative of Basil Brush. But uh, Fox, of course, was the top pilot, top gun, so to say. He was the Tom Cruise of Star Fox. Good. Slash Wing. <laughs> it's getting, that's getting old quite fast for me. It is, yeah. So it is, but we have to do it for copywriting, trademarking reasons. Because we're <laughs> technically recording in the UK. Are we? Yeah. What's that border doing over there? I don't know. Bueno. Bueno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second in, well, not second in command, but uh, supposedly the second best pilot. Luke Skywalker. T-16. No, he's not shooting on brats either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Falco Lombardi, the brash and cocky ace pilot of the team. I tend to see him see, as... that's an awesome name, Lombardi. Falco Lombardi. Yeah, uh, that sounds like there's a... Brooklyn football- Brawler. <laughs> there, was a fo- there was a football player called Lombardi who used to play for Crystal Palace. But I can't remember... Sorry, soccer player. Um, but he used to play for Crystal Palace. Um, that's all I could think of. But, Had yeah... Lombardi, Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, well. Steve Lombardi. <laughs> but Volko Lombardi was brash and cocky and was probably the second best pilot in the group behind Fox. Yeah, I liked him. He was cool. He was cool. I kind of think of him when I when I was looking back before we did this and hearing some of the stuff he does. He almost reminds me of a wee bit of Han Solo. Sort of that cocky kind of slight aspect to his voice. Yeah, but it's a case of, you know, what are you shooting? You know, he is very... He reminds me a lot of me. <laughs> He's very uppity. Yeah, shut up. He's like, stop shooting me, Fox. Sorry, that was me again. I like to shoot my own people. Um, next, we have the most senior member of the Star Fox team. Which one's this? Slippy or no. Peppy? Peppy Hair. Ugh. You see, that's a kid named Peppy Hair. The old hand, uh, when it comes to experience and mentor to Fox, he was a teammate of Fox's father. <gasps> and he's the one that always gives you Advice. It's not right, Chris. No. Why not? I think Slippy gives you more advice. No, I think Pepe more. Slippy McCrook or whatever his name is. No. Uh, but Pepe Hare is the one that has the infamous line in 64. What? Dupo! Uh, yeah, something like, something along those lines. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, then uh, our final main team member is Slippy Toad. See, that's a, that's a good name, but... You could have named him Slippy McCroak or something. <laughs> Slippy McCroak. Yeah. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Chris is now going to write a letter to Nintendo and yep. get them to rename all the surnames of the characters for yep. a re-release or any virtual console releases from this day forward. So yep. uh, watch out for Slippy McCroak and any further uh, yep. incarnations of Star Fox. Yeah. Um, In fact, I'll do my own uh, one called Starfing. Okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um... 
the voicing system that was used <laughs> in the game. Uh, was it good? <laughs> or was it annoying? <laughs> it was annoying. It was annoying as hell. As it came to the point that whenever you played the N64 one, you heard Slippy's voice and he's just like. <laughs> it's really annoying though. He's talking in English, but it's really blooming annoying. Um, whereas, yeah, the SNES one. Obviously, with the likes of um, certain consoles, like the Mega Drive, wasn't very good at producing audio. Yeah. Uh, could like it would be like, <laughs> or something like that. If you're in, you see, you don't even know what I said there, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I said Hadouken. Hadouken. There yeah, you go. but it was, it was just so muffled and stuff. Um, I think the being thing behind the earlier games not having a great deal of uh, variety of audio is just memory, because memory was a big thing when it comes yeah, to. Yeah, I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was the reason why the FX chip was brought in, because they couldn't even dare to think of doing 3D graphics because of the memory. You don't need somebody going... You don't need that. I don't want to hear that. I do. No. It's, it's cool. It's not as annoying. It is cool. And if you any money, you're going to get the sound effects and put these in here just to really annoy me. I may just. I like it. Eli over there, Haxel. Ho! Oh! Ho! Oh! <laughs> Next, we have uh, another uh, interesting and unique feature for Star Fox at the time. Was unlike Super Nintendo Control Pad, was it? No. Unlike uh, other scrolling games of the times. I totally agree. <laughs> I'm gonna come over there and slap you, silly boy. Just wait to the break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, side-scrolling games and scrolling games at the time were on a constant speed. They didn't change speed. It just stayed constant, so you didn't really have much room for maneuverability, so to say. But thanks Only to... Only if you did a barrel roll, though. We had if you did a barrel roll. Uh, Do barrel roll! Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, dear. Thanks to the thrusters on the... <laughs> Duffman is thrusting in the direction of the problem! Uh, not towards Crest. Uh, with the thrusters in the R-Wing, you had the ability to speed up or slow down. This allowed you to go past or slow down and avoid various obstacles. Or as I like to call it, brake and accelerate on a car! Because we had car games. Effectively, they weren't in space, but... Uh, space cars! <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> we should make that a game. Make money, yes. Yeah, we should call it... Copyright Operation Retroshock 2010. Car space in space. It's car. No. <laughs> he's not... He's... he's Chris. Caress. Caress. Yeah, we'll Retro. call it Caress. Caress cars. <laughs> yeah. No. Stop. Stop. Two. No. No. Okay. Well, you know what I have to say about that? <laughs> I'm... I'm just... I, I may not... Just, I just may not bother editing this. <laughs> oh, no, because I'm being explicit. Rated PG. WWE, <coughs> we are your friends. Oh, don't say that. Don't say rated. Oh, no, because all I have in my head, and you know what it is. Certificate PG. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Wass. <laughs> Wibbly. <laughs> okay, final, final, uh, final point to touch on. <laughs> Wibbly. <laughs> Wibbly. Uh, it was... Star- oh... It's not fair. 
go read it quick. Let's go. Star Fox Wibbly. Uh, was re-released Wibbly. and became one of the biggest <laughs> selling games on the Virtual Console alongside its Nintendo 64 counterpart. So the question is, mm-hmm. should they make a new Star no. Fox slash Wing no. based on the original presentation, not the stupid adventures style stuff? No, I want an adventures one. Mm. I want an adventures one with more of the Star Wing slash Fox slash Lila War slash N64 well, Star was, Fox Star Wing. Adventures, but, uh, that's why yeah, I only had, <clears throat> didn't have that much of it, but I enjoyed the, um, I completed it. Um, and I really enjoyed it, um, but they should have had more flying parts in it. But we shall leave that for another day because we are the reason we haven't really touched too much on '64 mm-hmm. and the likes <laughs> has been because we are leaving it open for the future mm-hmm. to do more f- future consoles. That wars because we've covered the SNES version, so then we'll cover the N64 and GameCube. In another version. Exact Mongo. Also, we need to do research for this. We need to play them. I actually have the lot of words in there somewhere. I have it. Uh, I don't know on my virtual console because I have a Wii U soldier way. Yeah, sad but... times, ladies and gentlemen. But he got a lot of money for it, so it's okay. I'll, I'll get it out. I'll get it's it about it to go poking there, ladies and gentlemen. No, I'll get it out once we've gone to the break and then you can have a look at it. But and uh, the game too. <laughs> I think uh, they should definitely make a new Star Fox along the original uh, original presentational format. Well, I wouldn't see the ma- demand for it. It's rubbish. There is the demand for it. There's Are you? plenty of demand for it. There's no. tons more fans than me out there that want it. Um, no, they've said that they're fed up with it and uh, they want to buy Marvel vs. Capcom 3 instead. No. It's true. It was on Star IG- Fox greater than Marvel vs. Capcom. It was Capcom. on IGN.com, so it was. Yeah. IGN.com on lies. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. Yeah. IGN rated Naughty Bear 2.5. That's an utter disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should have got one. one exactly, yeah. it should have got one. Yeah, um, yeah this is even the de- 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 Degeneration X. Uh, degenerated even more than I thought it would be. So we shall skip to the loo and. Uh, <laughs> skip to the loo, my darling. <laughs> right, so obviously we have different animal characters. You know, like we have a fox, we have a frog and stuff. Pancho Kazee, we have a bear, and we have some bird. weird bird it's thing. Turkey. Slash thing. Okay. Mm. Slash slash. Yeah, indeed. So that was a Chris connection that Alan Price has interrupted. Booyah! Burn. Um, so we shall return after the break and we shall have a backpacks on with a bird sticking out and then we'll go. Ah, ah, ah. What are you, an infant? Why, oh, yes. Okay. Jason! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so we will be back after the break and you will hear some banjo kazooie music in the background. Harry Ramston. What's up, folks? You are listening to Operation Retroshock with crazy cool Chris Vent and awfully awesome Alan Price. If one of your favorite retro memories happens to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and by all means, check out Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk on PopCultureNetwork.com. Every week we get reacquainted with old friends from the original Playmates TMNT toy line. Fab Four fans, new and old, won't be sorry for checking it out. That's Radical Retro Turtle Toy Talk, and you can only find it on PopCultureNetwork.com. Knock on the screen. 
Giggle with Glee. He's a bear who wears a necklace, sort of sweet and sort of reckless, wears a bag and doesn't hide it, keeps a little bird inside it. Here's your books to cover until there's farmers him with super impelled to kidnap Banjo's sister Judy with the plan to steal her beauty. I want to play Banjo Kazooie. This is Kazooie, she can talk with bird words, this yellow backpack's full of a bird turd. Banjo Kazooie. Banjo, 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 and Kazooie. This guy is Mumbo, he can make a bigger little from what I hear, he plays a silent bill. Play that fiddle, play that fiddle, I could go for a big riddle. Here we got a bird with small but smart legs, kind of funny how she talks and parts eggs, both of her holes have eggs coming out, that can't be healthy. Play that fiddle, Mumbo, play that fiddle. And welcome back from the break. It is time to speak about a bear called Banjo. A weird bird turkey thing called Kazooie. Could always had uh, trumpet harmonica instead, which would have been a better game. Who's flute? Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's right. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. Stop that. I'm gonna play my band. Ding 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 ding. I'm gonna phone our SPC and It didn't hurt nobody. I didn't hurt no animal. Play the bear. Banjo is my friend. Mm-hmm. Hello, Banjo. He doesn't speak. No, that you probably insert a file there. No, he doesn't speak. Exactly. Oh, he, does, he goes like. Rah, 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 See, I just did. Something like that. Is he part of Star Fox as well? He's part of Star <laughs> Fox. Anywho. Nope. He kind of met, slightly touched this already. <laughs> <laughs> What did we think of our two main characters? Awful! Banjo the bear mm. and Kazooie the bird. It's a very odd combination, if I'm honest. It was a tad odd. Yeah. I must admit. Teeny bit weird thinking that a bear and a bird could be friends. <laughs> and that that bird... But that's like the birds and the bees. Moving on. <laughs> um, that a bird could live in that bear's backpack... Bit of a lazy bird, if I do say so myself. But it's kind of like the um, animal version of, well, not really animal version because she is an animal, but Paris Hilton and her chihuahua. <laughs> so she keeps a chihuahua in her <laughs> back. So. But she is a vicious chihuahua that jumps out and bites you and uh, well, well, she's she commands or presses the A button or well, something. Well, she's a dog and she has a dog, so. Woof! woof. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> okay, okay. Um. The game itself got critical acclaim, 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 <laughs> Alan, it? Uh, for its... What did it get critical again? Got acclaim. Oh, right, okay. For its gameplay. But it was made by Rare. It was made by Acclaim. They did uh, Mortal Kombat, I believe. Going to tear my hair out. Ew. <sighs> it's a cartoon mini-me. Got critical acclaim for its gameplay. Mm. Not bad for a game that some described as a Mario 64 rip-off, such as the Jiggies were stars and the musical notes were coins. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a rip-off, but yeah. it was a very good game for a rip-off. Well, yeah, but uh, they say that imitation's the sincerest form of flattery. Well, that is true. Yeah. But uh, 
I think it used the formula very well. Sure, look at that. Donkey Kong copied other things as well. So. Donkey Kong did not copy anybody. <laughs> no, just Donkey thought. Kong set the way on the snares. Okay. Way to what? Don't you dare bring Donkey Kong. How to bring? How to make poor sequels? I shall destroy you. No. Um. Yeah. Well, just a tad. Or oh, what was the question again? <laughs> That it was a rip-off of Mario? Yeah. Well, basically, a lot of platform games have Mario or... Well, you could, you could argue that... A lot could, of stuff could be claimed to be a rip-off You could of argue Mario. the point that Sonic is a rip-off of Mario because it's got coin, it's got rings and Mario has coins and it's a side-scrolling platform and so is that. And oh, it goes on think, think, and on I think the main and reason Jennifer it was brought Aniston. Up. I think it was the main reason it was brought up with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a professional working environment. Well, uh, I think leave now. Stop it! What? Butting in on me. I'm sorry. I think the main reason... I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> ...that it was brought up with this mm-hmm. game was the fact that it was released, uh, you know, very early in the N64's lifespan. Mm-hmm. So it was so close to Mario that people were like, Why? Why has this been so copied? But when was Banjo 2 released? Was it released near the end of the N64s? Very span? close to the end, I think. It was very close. it's like a nightmare to get hold of on It was, because it didn't get a wide release over here, like I know that for a fact. Because mm-hmm. I was never able to track it down. No. No. <laughs> you know, have Banjo 2 me sad. Just like get it on the Xbox like, Marketplace it's like then? like £45 on eBay when you can get it on the Marketplace. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, anywho, something that uh, really kind of wasn't uh, in Mario 64 was the ability to get loads of different moves by... Uh, what was that? <laughs> he I just turned around with Frankenstein eyes <laughs> at me there. <laughs> I was looking for something that I didn't know where it was. <laughs> uh, such as Kazooie's peck with her long neck, giving you a far greater range of attack meaning you didn't have to go up a banjo and punch at them and all that sort of stuff in close range. Um, also being able to be transformed into different animals, such as a termite and a bee, and randomly a bit of a pumpkin. What? You were transformed into a pumpkin in the like mansion level of where there was ghosts and all. What sense does that make? And you hopped around as a pumpkin. <laughs> what? Are yeah. you making this up? No, honestly, swear to God. Those guys at Rare need to hook us up with whatever they were smoking that day. <laughs> yes, you could jump around as a pumpkin. Um, could being able to get, uh, as I moved my hand away from my vo- my uh, the front of my face, um, could this be seen as one of the contributing factors to the game's success because it had such variety? Not if you're jumping around like a pumpkin. Pumpkin could be the key reason for it. I'm sorry, but if I picked up an N64 box and I looked in the back, you, you know... You can jump I, around with a pumpkin. Yeah, I wouldn't go like, Oh, Mommy Daddy, I must have this. Or if I was going to go... When the time Banjo-Kazooie came out, which was what? 1908? Uh, I think it was 1908. <laughs> uh, it was close. I would be worried if you were going, Mommy, Daddy, please hey. buy me this. We all got treats, you know. But the worrying thing was, do you, at that age, bring out a peace game? Oh, you just hung around with friends. Are you buying Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah, good, because I want to play it. Oh, I bought Banjo-Kazooie first. Where's the proof? Do you have the receipt? <laughs> like, flipping what? 12 years ago? No. 
Gestopt. From a friend. <laughs> Mine. Probably. Uh, yeah, so... Um, no, I doubt very much that they had on the back of the original packaging that you could turn into different characters like a pumpkin and a termite and a bee. Um, I know nowadays they do that again with Mario, you know, and you could turn into, um, I don't know, a walrus and a kettle Gollum. and stuff. Turn into Gollum and Superman Fancy too. So Give me the ring! Give me the ring! Indeed. Um, but the Pokemon Gollum, not Gollum Gollum. <laughs> Gollum. <laughs> Gollum Gollum. What the hell? Give me the ring. I was dealing from you. <laughs> Go watch both select in the USA and in, in the USA. Okay, let's move along because I've no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> Be any, I'm really surprised anyone's listening right now because we're so random. They are. Not even on sweets today as well. It's just sheer randomness. Yeah. You fit a packet of cheese and onion, Christian. That's it. <laughs> um, that reminds me, um, I need petty cash for that. Petty cash, 2p. There you go. This magnificent feast is the last of the pit of cash. <laughs> um, favorite level, for example, you probably don't know the names or can't remember the names. Uh, the first one, Mumbo's Mountain. Aye, uh, one. Why? What was? Why was it? Why was it your favorite? Because I like the name. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the, I like the name Mumbo. No, no because uh, that's the one that has like the. <laughs> like, like the toxic waste kind of stuff that you fall in, and then what? No. No, I played. Oh. I played some of it, but I'm old and can't remember. I think you're meaning more the sort of Clanker's Cavern slash Rusty Bucket Bay. <laughs> Is that the one that has the big pipe thing you have to go along at the start? You have to hit a switch, and then there's like a pipe you have to walk along. Rusty Bucket, I think you're right, yes. Uh, Rusty Bucket. Rusty Bucket Bay, yeah. Uh, Clanker's Cavern is the one where it's the big metal shark and you have to like release it from its chain or something by like swimming through rings or something, I think. No, I, I always hate it in platform games. I always hate it underwater level, so I would not have liked that level. Really? Yep. It's the same in Mario 64, whenever you have the water one and then uh, you have to like... Uh, it's the big chip. There's the big chomp thing and you have to try and free that and it was a pin that... Hoop. Yeah, beep. Ah. <laughs> I was trying not to say that. <laughs> what did you say? I'm not saying it again. Uh, did you say? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite level was Treasure Trove Cove because that was the where you first learned the ability for Kazooie to fly, and it was a pretty big level. Like so, it was so you could fly about and go way out. And Treasure Trove Cove was also What's where. What's the one that had the sand in it? Gobi's Valley. Yeah. Camel. Uh, it had like a ship thing that you yeah, got things in. Treasure Trove Cove then? Yeah. Yeah, like, Treasure Trove Cove. Yeah, like I want to change mine to that. Treasure Trove Cove then? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's okay. That's you good. just like saying these names Treasure Trove Cove. Because they're awesome. They're such class. Only Nintendo and Rare could come up with them. Yeah. Like, for example, that was only a few of Real Dolph. I can reel you off more. No, you're alright, thanks. First is Mumble No, no. <laughs> Bubble Gloop Swamp, Freezy Z Peak, Gooby's Valley, Mad Monster Mansion, which is where the pumpkin's from. And it's not eating crisps. <laughs> Rust Bucket Bay, and then Click Clock Wood. So there you go. That's, the, that's all the different levels from it. Um, mine was Treasure Trove Cove and he had to copy that so well done Chris um, soundtrack was very diverse nope it was Mm-t. it was very diverse nope. it added to the game like Donkey Kong's did for it Donkey Kong's music was better 
well, I'll even say that. Yes, Donkey Kong's music was better, but uh, the way Banjo's Kazooie's uh, Banjo's Kazooie's uh, Banjo Kazooie's worked was the fact that um, depending on where you were uh, going towards a level, if you kind of moved closer towards where Gruntilda's lair was, the music would adapt and change to your position. So it would change maybe from organs to flutes to pianos and the like. So it kind of, you know, change the mood and try to make you scared. Yeah, it's not as if it's Resident Evil, like, it's yeah. Banjo-Kazooie. Zombie sneaks up behind you and goes, brains, and then eats you. And stuff. <laughs> Eat the turkey. Eat the turkey, don't take me. <laughs> but, uh... What did you think of the supporting characters such as Bottles and Mumbo? Who? What? Bottles and What's Mumbo. That? Bottles was a mole that taught you your abilities and Mumbo was the shaman of sexy who was the one that transformed you into your magic pumpkin and all that sort of stuff. You know, Mumbo Jumbo. Pass on this question. You do not know Mumbo Jumbo? I know who the mole person is. You know what Mumbo Jumbo is? I will show you Mumbo Jumbo immediately. <sighs> I don't want, I don't care about Mumbo Jumbo. It's all Mumbo Jumbo, Jumbo to me. Awesome. No. I loved Mumbo Jumbo simply because of his voice. It was like Mumbo Jumbo. I don't know. Well, anyway, No, it's better than Crash Bandicoot. No. Damn, Crash Bandicoot. Hop number two. Need. It was similar to that. Yeah. Similar to that. No, but, but uh, uh, moly, moly, moly guy. Michael Cole, or as I like to call Michael Cole, mole. More. Mole, 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 mole. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so mole guy, um, whose name I've conveniently forgot. I told you at the start of the question. No, but. He sadly got killed. <gasps> oh, did he? How did he die? Can you not see where he was going or something? By what? Like a drill. Big ass. <laughs> he was drilled. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, digging for digging for oil. <laughs> it was mumbo jumbo for me simply because of the voice. And you're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm pumpkin. That even, I don't even think that can be considered as racist because it's technically not non-existent anymore. <laughs> Unless there's any shamans out there, I beg your forgiveness and uh, hope you're enjoying the show. <laughs> Please talk about something else. Chris is now dying in the corner of extreme laughter. Welcome to the last episode of Operation Retroshock, folks. No, it isn't. We're going to get cursed. We're going to get cursed. Chris, Chris did it. He did it all. I did nothing. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, can we believe that this... No, game... I cannot believe it at all. It's unbelievable. Oh, sorry. It's unbelievable. That's what I just said. I know. <laughs> can we believe... I don't believe it. ...that this game was never planned, that Rare had been developing another game for the SNES, which had got cancelled because they decided randomly to develop it, like, a year before the 64 was due to come out. Um, thus, its cancellation... It got transformed randomly from a Zelda-like game into Banjo-Kazooie. Well, are we a lot happier that we got Banjo-Kazooie than we did to, like, a Zelda rip-off? Um, yes and no, yes, because obviously you've got a very good platform game that was good on the N64, and if people weren't Mario fans, you know, they could take a shine to this. Um, I, no, but I was a Mario fan. And obviously then you have... Um, obviously this brought out other game, you know, like him and Diddy Kong Racing and that kind of stuff. Well, Diddy Kong Racing, he actually debuted in Diddy Kong Racing before this game even came out. 
There you go. Um, but then on the other hand, it would have been nice to see what they were actually making. Yes. But then that was like whenever the Super Nintendo were going to have the um, CD add-on yeah. by Philips, and then that eventually came the PlayStation One. Yes. Yes. So yes. it's it's weird the way things get cancelled or things will pan out and become even greater so I don't think they would have had the same success Mm -hmm. um, with their other game because people it was called Pure Dreams or something like that like they did with Banjo-Kazooie that's Mario ripoff so now if they've done that that's a Zelda ripoff yeah you know but um, yeah it's it's better to have played the game that we have now rather than going not having anything or having maybe what was going to be a rubbish game because mm-hmm. personally, I think uh, it was a lot better to go with Banjo Kazooie because we got a se- we got sequels. So we did. I don't think we'd have got sequels out of this pure dream thing. I've done very little reading on it, but what I saw, I was not really impressed with, and uh, would have cried my eyes out as a child if I had not ever got a chance to play Banjo Kazooie because I love it so, and it is a fond memory of my childhood. Um, Why do all yours involve animals? Star Fox, <laughs> Banjo Kazooie, Donkey Kong. Just happens to be the game. Mm, Monkey Man. <laughs> okay. Thundercats have uh, like cats and stuff. Evidently. Okay. I don't know. Uh, uh, Finally, what do we think of the leggy, le- leggy, leggy, <laughs> leggy up? Yeah, what do we think of Banjo's leggings anymore? <laughs> Very reminiscent to nannies from Muppet Babies. Turn costume. <laughs> uh, finally, what do we think of the legacy of Banjo Kazooie? It was the first ever game. This is me putting this out there. I'm not 100% sure. It probably is. Um, Alan, kind of true fact of the day. Yes, kind of true fact. I think it is. Very, I'm 99.9% sure. It was the first ever game to have debuted years ago on a Nintendo machine, but then years later be released by Microsoft on the marketplace. Perfect dark. Mm, I, mm, I'm not so sure. No, Perfect Dark was released on the N64 right. by Rare. Then it's on the marketplace on the 360. Well, well, the similar sort of thing. Then it was both by Rare. Yeah, so, so the whole idea behind. Well, you the- could say that Rare is the only company that have uh, a Nintendo-related product that's on a Microsoft console, mm. but it's only done by Rare. It has to be done by the likes of Capcom or anything like yeah. that. Well, no, no, actually, you're yeah, wrong. No, yeah, no, no, you're wrong because Mega Man. Um, and Sonic. Sonic well, is Sonic, on there. Uh, yeah, well, Sonic, uh, that was kind of that was that his, was understandable. <laughs> yeah, but Mega Man debuted on a Nintendo console, and obviously the latest incarnations are now on a um, um, um download instead of an actual buying a game. So, but I think it's quite. It really feels odd playing <laughs> on an Xbox. But yeah, but it's good the way that they've tidied it up. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's, that's the thing. it is high definition graphics. Whereas, obviously, we we're talking about Lilith Wars and Star Fox Last Starwing on the uh, Virtua Console. Yes, yes. But the thing is, is that with yeah, that, it's a direct yeah. port. Yeah, it is not uh, zipped up at all. It's exactly the same way that it was all those years ago, yeah. and it's never polished up. It's never brought up to high definition graphics yeah. and stuff. Whereas with um, fair play to um, with Microsoft and Sony that if they do release stuff 
it's normally a bit cleaner. Like Final Fantasy Seven wasn't that different. Yeah. But um, they've went and reinvented, you know, like kind of revisited it and polished it up. The like, same like, way, like they do with Blu-ray, they clean up the movies. Yeah, exactly. Or Star Wars, whenever they've brought out, you know, like the um, remastered stuff. Exactly. Like or the Blu-rays, you know, they've went back and re- revisited the film and cleaned that up and made it as good as they can. And that's what they've done with Banjo Kazooie. So rather than just going, yeah, just release it the way it is, it's fine. Which they could have easily done. They could have easily done. They still have made as much money. Yeah, exactly. But um, kudos to them. For actually putting the time and the effort into the games that they want to release on that, like Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, and Perfect Dark. That makes me a happy man. Uh, one final thing I want to touch on before we move on to our final game with when it comes to Banjo Kazooie is Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. No, it should have just called that Diddy Kong Racing 2. Ripped off, even no, worse. They should have just, they should have just made it that it was a racing game rather than be. Obviously, they brought out the, the you know, the, the Sonic Racing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sonic Mega Stars racing, racing, yeah. Yeah, which had Banjo in it. Yeah, for the Xbox. Yes, Xbox. Should have just done that. Um, but I remember I was looking forward to Banjo because was, well, you remember back um, when I didn't have an Xbox and I said. That will be the main reason that makes me buy an Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, I played the demo. It's not a platform game. It's like a racing game that you have to get all these machines and you have to yeah, find the, parts the, for them. The machines are a key part of it. It yeah. isn't just. It isn't mainly you just mm-hmm. t- dandering about these levels and all that yeah. sort of stuff. The big thing that annoyed me with it, apart from the whole idea of the vehicles, is that bec- well, because you use the vehicles, is not that. It, <sighs> is that the levels are far too big for a banjo game. Yeah. Banjo games are designed to not be flipping 20 miles wide. But that's like that's like somebody saying, okay, that's like me saying to you, Alan, there's a new Mario game coming out for the Wii. Brilliant, cannot wait for that. And then you find that Mario is in a cart and but you have to Mario drive... <laughs> yeah, but it's not Mario Kart. That yeah. You have to go around and pick things up and you have small elements of walking around, but then mainly you're in a different kind of mode yeah. of transport. It's something that you're not used to. And um, thank goodness that it wasn't released back then because now we have the luxury of demos exactly and we have the luxury of the internet which was you know like if it was around in 1998 it would have been very much in its infancy you know yeah. like you still would have had the dial up which would have <laughs> been friggin insane to actually um, find things but um, yeah with the demos and stuff and I, I, could pl- I played it and I thought I'm not buying that and I think I let you play it as well so you could see yeah um, <clears throat> but it, unfortunately it was one of those games that they brought out and the um, hype behind it, though, was huge. Yeah. Because I remember seeing it. They released, like, the trailer a year before it was due to come out. And it was just simple. All they had was, like, the 3D models of Banjo and Kazooie. And they were in, like, this uh, black and white, just pencil-drawn room. Mm-hmm. And they were doing, you know, the typical stuff Banjo and Kazooie would do, you know, um, fighting between each other and trying to open this door to get through and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, just some comic relief. Yeah. And you then saw them. They opened the door. And you saw, like... Uh, up-to-date kind of graphic version of uh, the opening level yes 64 yeah you know, the spiral case up towards the witch mountain you know, Gruntilda's mountain and you just go oh my 
that would yeah. be fantastic. If it is just a complete and utter graphic update, you know, maybe a bit of an expansion on the levels, that would look fantastic. And I watched that trailer quite a bit in the year leading up to it. So looking forward to it, and then it's just whoosh, and you just dream implode. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, that happens with some games, you know. But this could have happened with their original thing. Was that you know we could have seen stuff to do with it, and then it would have just went parachute. Yeah, so, sadly we have to end on that sad note when it comes to banjo. What noise does banjo make? Burr. Okay. <laughs> but Chewie goes. Rawr. And Chewie was also in Super Star Wars, but he was more like a dog Oof. kind of thing. Rather than a big bear. But thankfully he didn't have a turkey on his back. Instead, he had hands hollow by his side. Lovely stuff. Anyway, we shall get on to Super Star Wars when we return from this advertisement break. Are we returning from the Jedi? Revenging of the Jedi, returning of the Jedi? Aye, why not? Okay. So we'll see you after this. We'll strike back. Hi, this is Larry Kenny. You may remember me as the voice of Lionel in Thundercats. And you're listening, as I am, to Chris Vince and Alan Price on Operation Retroshock. You have won a million dollars. Brendan, I am your father. No, you're not. You just want my money. Brendan, I am your... Uncle Brandon Lee. And welcome back from the break. That was a little musical introduction there, Chris. Unfinished. How'd it go? Okay, there we go, there's the we did it. Um, well, if you haven't guessed already, um, even though we told you at the start of the show, Al, uh, <laughs> uh, the final game of the show is Super Star Wars on the SNES. Everything on the SNES had Super before it. Super Mario World, Super Girls and Goose, Super Street Fighters, Super Star Wars, Super 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 Empire Strikes Back, Super Return of the Jedi, much more Super Super Pine, 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 Blair. Hello, I'm Brian Pertandy. Okay, shush. <laughs> Anybody in the US that'll mean nothing to you, um, like most of our stuff, anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, the whole episode. This is the last episode of Retroshock. No. Yeah, so we're getting close down because you were talking about us getting cursed and stuff. Ooh. See if I got cursed and my head falls off. It's all your fault. N E who? Stop saying any who. Any who? Nope. Any who? Nope. Any who? Any who? I hung your Just for that. Just for that. I'm just firing this one. As they say in Sesame Street, instead of today's letter is, today's word is... 
talked about the letter A, the letter S, and the letter S. And that makes S. <laughs> You're gonna have to bleep me spell on S as well. Not really. Okay. Um, it's understandable. Shamal, mother! Oh, stop that. <laughs> um, Super Star Wars. Yeah. From your favourite franchise in the whole world, except Pimon and Master's Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your very first experience of the game? And 60 quid for it. What? <laughs> yeah, I got it on important from the place I was telling you about. Oh my lord, 60 yep. pounds. Yep. Um, I had... I had a game, I think it was... Uh, Royal Rumble on the SNES, which wasn't Super Royal Rumble, because it was awful. By the way, just to jump in to let everybody know, £60 is $91. <laughs> way to check the conversion rate. Yeah, I have my converter on my laptop, desktop, yeah. so there you go. Uh, but back in, that time, but back in that time, it would have been near enough $120. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so that's how much I paid for it. You're crazy! Um, but I had WWF Royal Rumble. <gasps> I have to believe that too! <laughs> it's alright. WWF Royal Rumble? Exactly. Sorry about that. I didn't know about that. Vince McMahon, you're an idiot. <laughs> how dare you! You're fired! Alright. <laughs> I own fifty percent of show. You do be, then you go. Um, but that's uh, how I came across it, and I enjoyed it. And even though we are discussing this, I cannot recall a great deal of it. Oh well, it's your fault for uh, picking it. Mm. I picked this about four years ago. Didn't pick it four years ago. This yeah. year I picked like about well at the time of recording. Um, we. Had done this at some stage with the Larry Kenny interview which we recorded about three ago. years ago three years ago yep oh dears um, well anywho <laughs> just to annoy you uh, it was the first Star Wars game released on the SNES mm. did it use the console to its advantage uh, because obviously SNES has been very popular for platformers yes it was a platform with a difference because it's amazing yeah, but it was a really difficult platformer. I can vouch for that. Yeah, it was like really, really difficult. So it was. I had the incarnations of which I, I still have. Um, which if you peer around, hello, I'm behind Mossman. Behind Mossman. Yeah, there's Faker. Yes. See, there's Empire Strikes Back: Return of the Jedi, and then the other side are Star Wars. That's what he thinks the games, ladies and gentlemen, is they are uh, unofficial stands for his... Uh, hey, He-Man first games after. For his Masters of the Universe uh, heroic Guardian of Nature Mossman figure. Only by Mattel. <laughs> Indeed. The heroic what a blessed day up there. <laughs> I like it. Now it's about. Uh, which one does Pixel Down like? Where are we? That one. Mosquitoor? That's correct. See, I win. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm good at this. Yeah, you should come on my show. <laughs> No. You were invited on my show, but you didn't make it due to personal reasons. That's private. It's <laughs> <laughs> private. Even though I said on, I said to the guys that uh, you just you? Want... Oh, that, that reveals I didn't listen to that episode. <gasps> oh, oh, is that the way that is? <laughs> well, and if that... Oh, no. <laughs> He's taking his headphones off. Put it back on. Put it back on. Put it back on. Now. You will listen to me. And put your microphone stock down. 
Down. I can't hear you. Take off one of your headphones then. What? <sighs> I'm just going to talk to myself about Star Wars. That's what am I talking about? Star Wars. I don't want to talk about it. You don't listen to my show. This is echoings of like episode 6. Yeah, no, but you didn't listen to my You didn't have the decency, common decency, to listen to... We chose Man at Arms and we talked about Man at Arms because due to personal reasons you couldn't make it and I thought, I'll be a nice guy and we'll put Man at Arms in there and everyone said, yeah, let's talk about Man at Arms, good old Duncan and stuff like that. You didn't even have the common decency to listen to the episode. That is absolutely ridiculous. Ridiculous, and I could feel this really being the last episode. So we'll hurry up and get on with it so I can get the F out of here like the WWF did. No. Hurry up. Come on. Come on. It was a remake of Star Wars on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Was it? Yes. I didn't know that. She did. I didn't? (laughs) Was it a good idea in your mind to remake a game so soon considering the release was only a year prior? You know, how much can they do in a year when I got them in this, you know, date and time? Yeah, but at the end of the NES's lifespan, you're not going to have many people buying the game. Like, um, say, Zelda Twilight Princess, they brought out in the GameCube. That's true, But yeah. they brought out in the Wii because, as well, because um, it was at the tail end of the GameCube's mm-hmm. life. That was probably the last big hurrah for the GameCube. Yeah. Um, that, so, was, that was the big thing I remember then was the whole rushing to get like copies of GameCube because they were going to be worth the tons. Yeah, well, I have one. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's probably why, because then with Star Wars being Star Wars and being as popular and as big a phenomenon as it still is today as it was in like 1977 exactly um it obviously means that you're going to reach different people so people are going to be buying new consoles and they're going to be playing the likes of donkey kong and they're going to be playing the likes of mario but then they're going to say oh there's a star wars game i like star wars same way they did with the n64 one of the first games in the n64 was shadows of the empire because if you have a star wars game people will buy the console you know whenever this it's an an endless market it is yeah but it's like their figures I mean how many waves of the figures have we had that have had Luke Skywalker with a blue lightsaber Mm. but the packaging's different but that's just Lucas's way George Lucas the man behind it all who makes loads of money Mm -hmm. but can't animate Yoda (laughs) uh (laughs) Uh, what do you think about the game? Would have the developers uh, been better to stick to their original plan and having it a more coon, car- coon? cartoon-like characters? Because they originally planned to have like uh, a black silhouette outline around their characters, but supposedly it made it look too cartoony. Would that a black suit silhouette around the character? Yeah, I know. I read that and I was like, that is really odd. But it was supposedly they didn't do it because it made them look too cartoony and they thought... I mean, it's cartoony cartoony enough as it is. I mean, I would not say that Super Star Wars Uh, looks realistic. And, you know, the Luke Skywalker character (laughs) says, they must have, you know, really uh, motion-captured Mark Hamill doing, like, the spinny jumps in the air. Um, But, yeah, I'm glad they abandoned that, because it'll just look like... um, it would just look like um, um, somebody's put magic on them, and you would see them stand there, and the black line be out of them, and the kids get out of them. It just look like a huge like bubble, bubble around them. So, yeah, whoever came up with that idea, no. luckily enough, it wasn't adopted, and they were 
obviously yeah. promptly fired. Yeah, well, that's all well being. Um, of course, it was uh, it was based on the plot of A New Hope, um, but it had to be tweaked, of course, to uh, make it a successful game because you didn't want to just walk up and buy R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh, there's missions where, yeah, kind of have different levels where yes. you have, like, I think it's like laser beam kind of things. And Fire belts the, and stuff, yeah, isn't it? From random smeg. But uh, you had to do that and fight off the little Jawas to get to C-3PO. <laughs> What was that again, sorry? Whoa, that's something else. It's a Jawa. That's quite well done, I must say. Uh, did I miss something we'll when get, we hit Disneyland? We'll get you a little hood and all then. <laughs> I got a hood. Well, Go put right. like we glow in the dark lights in your... Uh, no, I'll skip that option. <laughs> um, you were able to control a variety of characters. The main one, of course, was Luke, but later on in the game... You were able to get Han Solo or Chewbacca. Oh yeah, I remember playing as Chewie. I remember playing as Chewie because it was very odd. Um, can't say that it's the, <sighs> the highlight of your gaming life. Yeah, I can't say that playing as Chewbacca has made me into the gamer that I am today. What about Han Solo? <laughs> it would just it would have just basically been Luke Skywalker, but looked different. To be honest. Wouldn't have been anything yes. cool. Sad times, everybody. What uh, was it like in in these uh, not so advanced gaming times to face off against Vader and his advanced Tie Fighter? Um, not good then. Pass. You oh, see, he doesn't even think about these things. I don't know. Why did I, I can't Was remember. this another game that you weren't good enough to reach to the end? Probably. Have you played it? Like once, and I hated and it. And how far did you get? I didn't like my speeder and all that sort of stuff, so I Exactly, just... well, then you shush. <laughs> I'm sure it was revolutionary. I'm, I'm not a full blown Star Wars maniac. I'm like sure you. it was revolutionary at the time. Um, but. Can't see it being that way now. Okay, fair enough. Um, how would you rate the game overall, considering electronic? One out of ten. Considering Electronic Gaming Monthly awarded it best action adventure game of 1992. It's one of those games that I like and is very much in the same vein as Super Goals and Ghosts, where it's a good game, but my God, it's rock hard. Because <laughs> Super Goals and Ghosts, I can get to about level four at a push out of twelve. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think whenever I'm off for a few weeks, I think I'm going to sit down and try and play Super Star Wars and see how far I can get. See if you can defeat Vader? Yeah. Not going to happen? No, I don't think so. Well, that's that's that then. Yeah. Not the best review we've ever done, but it's, it's a case... It's down to your lack of flipping... Claiming to... Yeah, I like the Star Wars. Well, game. your lack of faith disturbs me. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. My lack of faith has nothing to do with this. It was a Star Wars quote. I know it was. Mm. That's why I was trying to rip it to shreds. <laughs> but you couldn't. Yes, because it's, it's too good. I don't... Ah! Okay, moving on. To what? To round up the show, of course. I see. You? See. Me? Four. Any other submarine? <laughs> I want acid. <laughs> But uh, we shall round up 
the show by letting everybody know what we have planned for the next two episodes. Two, of course. That means episodes 10 and 11. And you wanted to get to episode 10? Yeah, but you're not going to allow me now. No, it's the last episode. We're cursed. It'll not be get uploaded. <laughs> well, Dan, if you don't get a submission for it, you know why we're dead and buried because we got a gypsy curse on us. <laughs> gypsy curse. I put a hex on you. Yeah. Um, but I put a wingo. Why does this episode tie in to episodes 10 and 11 then, Chris? It ties in nicely because Super Star Wars and what we're going to discuss both have TIE Fighters. Oh, hey, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, episodes 10 and 11 uh-uh. Episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 We'll be starring in episodes 10 and 11 I was going. No you weren't Why are your arms like that? Because I'm trying to demonstrate it <laughs> But no one can see me I'm moving my hands about Stop hugging yourself <laughs> <laughs> But we are going to cover All the Star Wars movies over the next two episodes of our And briefly cover Star Wars Holiday Special for all it was worth. Briefly, yes, yeah. at the end of the we second. We never got to cover Battle for Endor or Caravan of Courage, the Ewok films, which greatly disappoints me. Oh well. Another time, perhaps? <laughs> right. Whenever <laughs> I'm not here, that's perfect. But episode two. It's a trap! <laughs> it's a trap! Is a problem you know, Orchidies? It's all sparkly. It's all sparkly, Oh, no. I don't do it just Oh, no, I've got pixel dangle jingle alleyway in my head. <laughs> but uh, episode 10 is going to be uh, episodes 1, 2, 3 mm-hmm. of Star Warsings. And episode 11 is going to be, obviously, episodes 4 through 6. We could have just said 4, 5, 6. Would it be better? 4, 3, 6. I wanted it to be different. Okay. The first one. You could have went six, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's what we're, that's what we have. Uh, yeah. So we have the Star Wars films in case you haven't worked that out. You haven't that. worked it out because you haven't mentioned that we're doing Star Wars films. That's you said about episodes one, yeah. two, three. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> that's why the whole time was going to be Super Star Wars, and then the next two episodes are going to be Star Wars. So yeah, there you go. As I move my headset around like this and this, I'm going up and down. Um, <laughs> but we have two special guests. Well, joining us. Special is in inverted commas. I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. I said special guests. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so the first one we have, who says, First appearance. First and only. Oh. <laughs> oh. Making his first appearance. Yeah, hooking up with us English folk. A. I want my fish and chips. Fish and chips um, is the pixelist of pixelated. Don't know where that was going. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, you can mi- put your finger down there, Mister Pixel Dan. Yeah, why have you got why have you got one finger up? I don't know. So I'm oh. going random now. With my Dan, hand. I'm not telling you what finger you had up. My index finger. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and our second guest, Chris, also making his debut on the show. <laughs> okay, stop giving me fingers now. <laughs> second guest is Mister Rob Bass, who does not mint a box, Comic Nation TV. Hey, how you doing, my name Rob Bass? Um, <laughs> and it's Rocky now. Yeah, he goes, hey, yo, Christopher, I did it. That's what he does. Um, 
and he has also done some videos with me to do with Master Universe characters and has also I've seen those ones though. And has also appeared on Master Universe Chronicles in BIOS discussions. Yeah. Sorry Rob, he hasn't heard that, but I'll make him hear it. Help. So yep, so Rob Bass and Pixel Dan. Following on from our episode that we had, uh, the marvellous Sween Halleck. Um, so hopefully we will have more pop culture Goodness. peeps. No peeps. Goodness. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. I don't know. I don't so we'll be talking about Star Wars. Um, and it is going to be a cracker in my opinion. Yeah, it is good. But um, what I would advise you to do is even watch a little bit of Star Wars just yeah. in case it's been a while for you. Or, hey, why not... Um, Suffer through episode one! <laughs> yeah, bypass that. Watch the best of the prequels, episode three, or listen to us, and then what we may do is we may uh, trigger a few things that you'll go like, I forgot about that, I'll have to go back and revisit that. But, um, yeah, um, just uh, it was great fun talking to Dan and Rob. Um, such both um, great guys and funny guys at that. Such so, yeah, it was a very good fun. Uh, it was a good laugh. So, hopefully, we'll um, hear your comments on this episode, but also those episodes. And um, hopefully, the way as Alan was saying earlier on about that, uh, the retro shock will be going one week and then Chronicles the next. Uh-huh. With Star Wars, it'll be like one after the other. I would like to do it. Fair enough. Because uh, you don't want to keep people waiting. Especially if they have to endure us talking through episode one. It's just basically us going episode one and everyone going, yeah, it's crap. Whoa! It's all good. Why are you talking like Yoshi? I don't know. But the third one is crap in Tokyo, Yoshi is a long distant relative of Jar Jar. What, from the, the from the Mario Brothers film with Dennis <laughs> Hopper? Yes, correct. God rest his soul. His career and everything as well. Indeed. All right, I'm around. down the toilet with that movie. Okay, so that's the next two episodes. Two episodes um, flying us through August. Indeed, or hyperspacing us through August would have been better for you to say. But hey, you know, hyperspace one looks weird. <laughs> Indeed, it's like Doctor Who. It's like the time vortex. Yes. So uh, join us for that uh, sometime soon, whenever we can be bothered to do it. Yes, um, indeed. And uh, with that, it's good night from him. It was good night from me. Cheery bye, everybody. I mean, cheery bye. Say so long. Farewell. Or for you to say goodbye. Nah, cheery bye. Okay. Later, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs> I'll see you next episode, kiddos. My name is. My name is. My name is. Crossfade.
I know there is good in you. Your skills are complete. He will join.